everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode, and I apologize for the gap in episodes. Uh, we've been slammed with work and lots of stuff going on, um, so I'm tr trying to catch up right now. Uh, being innovative um, when you're doing your, your work or your job is a crucial thing. I'll give you an example. So recently on a lot of these jobs that we're doing, um, we're, you know, in remote locations, right? So, you know, water is not near us. There's no water spigots. There's no power, you know, those type of things. Um, so for mixing concrete, you know, it, sometimes a job is too small to bring in a concrete truck, right? Um, in a lot of cases, we're doing smaller, like a lot of small spots, you know, but here's the problem water, right? It's easy to truck in the concrete and with trailers and, you know, all of that stuff, cement mixers, but water, you know, water is always something you need to mix with concrete. Um, and the, the last job that we finished three days ago, it was kind of rough on my guys because the trailer was filled up with some stuff, but there was some room, but, uh, we had a whole pallet of concrete that needed to be mixed. Um, and we didn't have any water and the only water spigot was roughly about one, two, three, four, about 400 feet uphill towards the house. So the driveway is really long and it's kind of, uh, it's not straight. It's um, kind of like a uh, like a S turn, I guess you could call it, going uphill, and and it's really going uphill. You know, the the grade is really steep, and the only spigot was out front of one of the um, garages, and unfortunately, because of the how narrow the driveway was, and how much tools we had, it was kind of hard for us to um, justify trying to use the truck or something else to actually haul the water down. And the other thing is if we was to slip off the driveway because it's in a really wet area, um, you actually get stuck. The, the, the dirt is just mud. There's a little bit of grass, but it is just mud. Um, we had a mini excavator come in. He got stuck with his truck and his trailer. And even the mini excavator was getting stuck. Um, then I also got almost stuck I was trying to um, uh, unload a lot of the concrete right, kind of right where we needed it. But because the driveway is not straight and it S-turns and my trailer is really long, it's 20 feet plus the trailer itself, plus the tongue. You know, it's really difficult to try to even make those really tight turn. Like it's really tight. And so I was trying to be innovative and trying to go um, reverse from the main road kind of at an angle through the grass, through the mud. And then hit their, you know, hit the driveway to go up. And two problems happened when I did that. First of all, the the grade of the driveway itself is actually sitting up higher than the the grade of the dirt or the grass, almost by nine inches. So there's a you know, there's a jump there, right? And it's like that all the way around the driveway. And so when I was reversing the trailer. My, my two-foot dovetail missed, but because I have, you know, you have your chains and you have your your wire plug, you know, for your lights and your trailer brakes and all that that, you know, you plug into the back of your truck, that hangs down a little bit with your chain, right? 
And as I was coming up at the angle, I mean reversing as the angle, that part got so low that it actually dragged and actually got wedged onto the um, driveway, the concrete driveway. And what it ended up doing was it actually cut my um, trailer wiring in two different places. And then in fact, because it got so wedged and I was off the road already, it was all mud. Within, even in four-wheel drive, I couldn't even pull forward because now I got essentially like a wedge wedging me on concrete and I can't move forward because it's just slush. So what we had to do is um, unhook the trailer right there, jack it up, um, get my truck out of the mud, and then reposition at a different angle that I, that allowed me to have at least you know two front or maybe even three wheels on more concrete at a really steep angle to reconnect the trailer to pull it out from where it was. So in that one move, I cut my um, you know electrical line twice, uh, and then the you know I'm just getting stuck. You know, so everyone that's working on that project was having issues because of just how the positioning of the driveway and how muddy it is. So um, at this point, because we have trailers, we have trucks and we can't get them up into the driveway because of what's where the work is happening. Um, you know, we're forced to basically park on the road. Right. So we park on the road where, you know, we have flashing lights, um, emergency lights, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Caution lights flashing. Um, and we essentially had to mix concrete on my trailer, which we normally do, but we had to mix concrete on the trailer on the street. So the the job was uh, maybe midway of the driveway. We was doing some um, add-ons. And so it was kind of ironic because my guys essentially had to carry bucket by bucket up the driveway to get water. And then bring it all the way back down to the bottom of the driveway to the street where we could actually mix it, right, on the trailer. Then carry the mixed concrete now back up the driveway to pour these forms. And that went on for a while. So there was a lot of going back and forth, you know, and carrying water and carrying concrete is insanely heavy. It is no joke. It will wear you out. Concrete is, it's just amazing how heavy it is. Especially when you're mixing it with water, right? So uh, we got the job done, you know, but we really um, pushed ourselves, you know. And so after that job, you know, that was the first job where it was just inaccessible to get into where we actually had to work. We couldn't even pull off the road any because it was so slushy and just mud. As, as you used to pull your truck off the road, you can actually just stop and you can feel your truck just sliding. Because it's um, the road is on the high part where it's actually pavement. And if you went off the side just a little bit, it, there's grass. But you would sink and you start to slide from the weight of the vehicle. Right? So you couldn't even really park on the side because then you just start sliding. That's how wet and muddy it was. Pretty crazy. So um, after that experience, I, I, I told myself, you know what? I need to make things more efficient. Not only for me as a business person, but for my guys. And for myself, you know, they're not the only ones, you know, carrying water and carrying concrete and, you know, transporting it. I'm, I'm there with them. I am dirty from head to toe. You know what I mean? And, you know, the strain on me and the strain on my guys is just too much. It's not efficient. So um, what I decided to do is kind of come up with an innovative idea. 
So normally when I'm running my cement mixer, um, you know, obviously I'm running my generator welder. Okay, the generator welder is a welder and a 11,000 watt generator as well. So my cement mixer is electric. So I can plug right into the generator and it powers the um, cement mixer, no problem. So then I was thinking, okay, so that takes care of that. And that's how we've been doing it for a long time now, even with a regular generator if we needed to. But the water. So I have extra IBC tanks, which is the International Bulk Containers. If any of you guys have watched my YouTube channel, you guys know I've actually converted some of them into biogas digesters. Um, I also have one on top of my hill that acts as a sub water tank to feed my home, right? With with water on top of a hill um, that's gravity fed down the hill to my house and it goes into a uh, shallow well pressure pump and um, reserve tank, pressure tank. That's how I have water here. But I have a couple of old tanks. Where the top of the tank itself is cracked, but the from the top down is still good, right? I've had one sitting in the grass for a while, and it didn't have the valve on the bottom. So I decided to get the skidster and pull it out of the grass, see if I could dig around to find the valve, and I did. I found the valve, screwed it on, good to go, and I decided to do a water test. I filled it up with water to see if I had any leaks or you know anything. I just needed to make sure it could hold water. It doesn't have to hold water to the very, very top because we're not mixing that much concrete with that much water. You know, as long as I fill up a tank, you know, halfway, we have more than enough water to mix normally a pallet of concrete, no problem. Um, so I actually have it filled up right now for the last two days uh, and it's perfectly fine. It's holding water. So now um, I'm going to be using, uh, I'm going to be essentially bringing my own water to the job site, Okay. That way I don't have to depend on the fact that there is water or not water at the job site, right? Not only that, it, even if they had water at the job site, in some cases I may not even be able to get to where the spigot or even a water holes could reach. You know, that's the thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be bringing my own um, water tank essentially. Now, here's the thing. I, I need to be even more efficient. I'm bringing the water. That's great. But I need to be, have a way to basically have water pressure like you would normally have at your home. The reason for it is when you're mixing concrete, normally what we would do is just fill up buckets of water, mix concrete, you know, toss some water in from the bucket, which is heavy, back and forth. And that's just how we do it. That's how we've been doing it for a long time. But I want to get smarter and more efficient, right? More productive. So essentially what I'm doing is I'm taking the water tank. And you can either get a 12 volt or even a 120 volt on demand um, water pump with a diaphragm with a pressure, um, uh, what do you call it, um, pressure regulator on it essentially, which will either create 45 or 60 PSI. A lot of RVs or even off-grid homes utilize these little pumps to provide water pressure in their home. Right, So it's basically got a little set limit in it. So that way, if you turn on your faucet, it realizes that the pressure is no longer 45 or 60. And it starts continuously pumping water really fast. And then that way, when you shut the valve off, it'll go up to 45 or 60 PSI to make sure that you have pressurized water. So a lot of RVs and off-grid homes utilize this. I even utilize this for a very long time. Um, so I decided to use the same concept. Um, except instead of using 12 volt, 
uh, I'm just going to use a 120 volt pump. The reason for it is because the only time I'm bringing water to the job site is if I'm actually mixing concrete, which means I'm using my welder generator to power the concrete mixer anyway, right? So that way I can just plug in right into the water pump as well. And now I have on-demand pressure with an actual spray nozzle for like a garden, you know, like your garden sprayer. Um, so that way now I don't have to lift heavy buckets of water into the concrete mixer nonstop. Right, we just throw the bags in, I press the trigger, and we have water going into the cement mixer to mix that concrete efficiently and faster, right? Less strain on me and my guys just trying to get the water there. Less strain of actually just, um, putting the water into the cement mixer by itself. It's just squeeze the trigger and it's in there. So that's going to cut down a ton of labor. So getting smarter. Now, the other thing is too, I want to make sure I always bring enough water on hand to be able to wash off the trailer because as you're mixing concrete anywhere normally you're going to have a, a little little bit of a mess you know and the one thing is you don't want to have a mess you know drying or hardening hardening on your trailer or on a job site right you want to be able to wash all that down and dilute it away and just clean up your job site so not only that i'll be able to now wash my trailer off you know because uh, normally at the end of the day, we go get one or two buckets of water. That way we can really throw it on everything to wash off whatever concrete or whatever is there. But now, because I have on-demand water pressure um, with a spray nozzle, I can now wash off my trailer, wash off the, the job site if I need to. Easier to wash hands now. You know, that kind of stuff. So being innovative and just thinking outside the box for a second can easily save you a ton of headaches. A ton of headaches. Now, I should state really quick was that initially I was going to run a 12-volt pump on a 12-volt battery with a solar panel. That way, I didn't need any power for it, right? Because I'm essentially creating my own mini solar power station or power generator to power the pump. And I have everything. In fact, um, yesterday I actually welded a box frame on top of the water tank in order to hold a small battery box. And actually today, I was starting to put it together and I realized something really quick was that there's no sense of me putting all this stuff together like a solar panel, battery, 12-volt water pump and, you know, all of that when essentially I'm actually running the generator welder anyway when I'm mixing concrete. So I'm able to save, you know, I don't have to spend the money on a solar panel. I mean, I have all these components already, but, you know, if you were to do something very similar you know, you don't have to buy a solar panel, you don't have to buy a 12-volt pump, you don't have to buy a battery, you don't have to make a battery holder, you don't have to do any of that. You just get a 120-volt pump, and you're off to the races. So I'm able to cut my cost down even more on that, and, um, you know, because here's the thing, this water situation I'm setting up is dedicated just for mixing concrete on site, just to make it easier for me and my guys. So, yeah, that's going to make my job so much more efficient nowadays guys i am really looking at every angle on being more productive okay time is money you know and the other day where i mean for months now for a long time you know i'm always stepping back for a second and evaluating every process and every move that i have to do or my guys have to do in order to accomplish the job and if I can make it where my productivity goes up and there's less strain and labor on myself and my guys, 
That's a win-win. That is a win-win. Okay? Because let me tell you, sometimes when I'm dropping off my guys, they're so wore out. You know, I see it in them. They're just, you know, I see it through the day. They're just so wore out. And at the end of the day, when they get out of my truck and, you know, I'm dropping off, dropping them off at their place or whatever, when they get out, the only thing you hear from them when they first open the door is, oh, that noise, right? Because you're tired, you're sore. <coughs> Excuse me. So, you know, it's hard work, guys. But if I can cut down some of that labor and speed up the job by being more product productive, um, that's a win-win, really. So, yeah, I do have the water tank full outside, ready to go. Uh, and I'm hooking up the 120-volt pump. I'm just going to go ahead and hook it up to the to the top of the tank. I don't want it to be on the side of the tank because I'm using a skid loader, my skidster, um, in order to lift, you know, lift and move this um, water tank around. So I don't want to smash it or anything. So I want to make sure it's mounted on the top securely. And um, I'm just going to basically bring a water hose with me that can be left on the top, coiled up and, you know, strapped down with a sprayer. Right. And I always carry an extension cord because we're always doing something anyway. Right. So now when I go up to the job site, the trailer is still connected to my truck. I just turn the, the welder generator on and I just plug in and I now have instant water and instant water pressure. That is a big deal, guys. Let me tell you, a big, big deal, you know, and a lot of times, too, even if I was able to drop off the trailer and then just use my truck, the back of my truck is filled with stuff, guys. Field. I mean, there is no room for anything at this point because we bring everything to the job site and we don't leave anything on the job site. Okay. We leave nothing on a job site. So if we're going and coming, we have everything with us all the time. The reason for it is because for one, a lot of times your tools or your equipment might come up missing. You know, somebody else might be driving by and they see something they want and they're just going to grab it. Or there might be other crews of guys working, doing other projects on the construction site, and they might take something. So you're really putting yourself in a position of having something stolen from you that it means a lot to you as far as being productive with your own work. So it's not beneficial for us to take a chance. So I don't take a chance by leaving any tools. So that means we just have a lot of tools on the truck and the trailer at the same time. So even if I could drop the trailer and put buckets of water in the back of the truck, it wouldn't work because I got welder generators back there. I got, oh my God, it's just crazy. There's so much stuff. There's like literally no room for buckets of water. So by throwing the container, the, the international bulk container onto the trailer as a dedicated water source and lots of water. Now keep in mind, a full, a full tank for this tank that I have outside is roughly 375 gallons or no, three, 375 or 385, somewhere around there. So that's a lot of water, right? That's more than enough water that we're going to need in a day to do what we need to do, you know, to mix concrete. Even if we had two pallets of concrete, we have more than enough water. We wouldn't even touch half the container, you know? So the other thing is too, is that I don't necessarily need to fill the tank to the top. I could easily, easily get away with half a tank of water, which is a win-win too, because not only do I still have more than enough water to do the job that I'm doing, but there's no sense of carrying that extra weight. Because remember, water is heavy, just like concrete is, right? Most times, if I'm going to be carrying this water tank on, that means I have my cement mixer, and that means I have a pallet or two pallets of concrete on the trailer with everything else. So that's a lot of weight to be hauling around all the time. So if I can cut out half the weight in the water tank because we just don't need all that extra water, that's what I'm going to do. 
right? Save the extra gas if I can, the extra wear and tear on my trailer, brakes, truck, you know, all that kind of stuff. Always thinking ahead, you know. There's no sense of filling it all the way up if we don't need it all the way up, you know. But if we do, we have that capability and we can do that if we need to. So yeah, thinking outside the box, guys. You know, I was actually overcomplicating it by thinking about, okay, put a solar panel, put a 12-volt battery, 12-volt water pump, and, you know, all these things. And you could still do that if you really need it remote pumping you know and and you're and you don't have any power to power a regular 120 volt pump then yeah that would work perfectly fine no problem but the, the fact of the matter is is that we have to run electricity in order to run our cement mixer so that means i can easily plug in and good to go so yeah guys always look at things that will make your life easy right when i'm doing a lot of work i stand back i take a couple steps back sometimes and just evaluate what is going around, going on at the job site with my guys or myself? And what can I do to improve things for myself and for my guys and be way more produ pr pr productivity? Let's increase that, right? Bring that up. Because the faster you can work, the more efficient you can work. That means less time on the job site because you're just getting it done faster, right? And less wear and tear on my body and their bodies. At the end of the day, guys... When I come home and I'm covered in concrete or co covered in whatever, I'm tired. I'm wore out, you know, and that doesn't mean I'm done for the day. I take a shower. I still got to eat. I still have my personal life I got to take care of, plus paperwork and business, just loose ends. And, you know, you're always doing something as a business owner. So, you know, there's a lot of effort that goes into it, a lot of energy, you know. So if I can try to make it easier for me and my guys, that's what I'm going to do, you know. So, yeah, guys, think outside the box. You know, sometimes overthinking something could actually make it worse, right? So in my case, if I was going to do the solar, you know, setup, I was overthinking it, you know. If I needed to have the water tank on site and we wasn't using it to mix concrete, you know, and we just needed pressurized water on site, that would be a solution. Solar, little solar panel, battery, 12-volt water pump, water holes, and you got pressurized water on site. No problem, you know. So pick and choose your battles, guys, but um, always look at both scenarios, right? Because most times there's two ways to do the same thing, right? So look at it, weigh it out, see what's going to work for your Pacific, your Pacific situation and go from there, you know? So after these last couple of jobs and getting stuck in the mud and, you know, here's another thing, guys. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys this. So after my wires got cut on the trailer from hitting the concrete and slicing my wires, it didn't slice them all the way through. Like there was like one or two wires that were still holding on one side and the other cut was like one wire. And here's the thing. When we drove away, because we was on a really steep hill of, you know, basically really steep where this job site was. It's all like for a while, it's all because here's the thing, guys. Hawaii is not a flat land. We're a mountain, right? We're a volcano, essentially, right? So everything's up and down. You know, we have some steep, steep subdivisions. You know, a lot of these driveways and um roads in these subdivisions are really steep so i needed to make sure i could try to use my trailer brakes on the way down because i still had a lot of weight even though we got rid of a lot of weight i still have a lot of weight and ironically it was weird because going down my trailer brakes worked perfectly fine but when, once we hit the highway and i was doing about 60 all of a sudden like me and my guys were just cruising along we, you know we're, we're headed home I'm on the bottom highway and all of a sudden, all I feel is a huge jerk in the truck 
And all I look in my in the back of my mirrors, I'm looking in my back of my mirrors, and all I see is my trailer tires lock up and smoke just coming out because essentially the trailer brake trailer brakes have engaged, right? And I don't know why, right, at first. So um, it forces me to pull over because they're locked up, right? And I'm basically just dragging the trailer down the road at this point. So I pull over real quick, and I'm like, what is going on here? So I go and check the wiring, and the, and the wires are all, like, shorted, and they're all, like, touching each other. So I'm like, okay, that's what's happening. So now that we're on more flat roads, I can easily disconnect the trailer brake wiring and I can rely on my exhaust brake and my regular brakes on my truck like I normally do anyway. Except in this case, I'm just disconnecting the trailer brakes, right? The wiring. And that's what got us home, you know? Um, the other ironic thing is, though, because we worked late, is that I was essentially driving, towing the trailer home with no lights at that point. Because the, the sun finally went down, it was dark. And I was taking a big chance because you're not, you cannot drive a trailer at night or even during the day without brake lights, signal lights, because people cannot see your trailer. So if, if you're behind me and you're coming up on, on me and I don't have lights because my trailer is all black anyway, right? Like most trailers are, you can, you, you, I take the risk of you slamming into the back of me because you can't see my brake lights or my signal lights, right? And it's a 20 foot trailer, so it's sticking out 20 plus feet, easy. You know, actually 28 feet, no, 24 feet, 24 feet long from the back of my truck all the way to the very end, right? So I'm taking a big chance. And also that's, you're setting yourself up for a, a ticket. A cop is going to look for you. He's going to see you. And that's, and there's no way to get out of it. You're getting a ticket, you know? So I crossed my fingers. Luckily I made it home, dropped my guys off. And the very next morning, um, I jumped out there and that's when I started inspecting everything. And then I realized why the trailer brakes were locking up was because essentially the wires were shorting and it was basically telling the trailer to lock the brakes. So I cut everything off and re-soldered and re-spliced on my wires, put waterproof connections on everything. And so I essentially have two joints in my wiring right now that's, you know, good. It's going to get me by for a long time and it works perfectly fine now, you know. But I do plan on completely changing out the whole line with a brand new line. That way I don't have any slices. I'm, I'm kind of picky. I don't like having slices in my wires, um, you know, where the installation is no longer there. Um, so I'm going to put a new piece there and we wouldn't be good to go. But, you know, it is what it is. But, man, let me tell you, when you're driving down the road at 16, your trailer brakes just lock up on you. Woo! <laughs> It'll put you through the windshield quick. <laughs> oh, man. But... Anyway, guys, this is the struggles you have to go through. These are the obstacles you have to overcome and the road, bop, road bumps you just have to be able to get over sometimes, you know. Stay positive. Keep your head up, guys, and just keep moving forward. And no matter what, you'll get over it and you'll keep moving forward. Everything will be all right. Even, even your worst day is your worst day. That's okay. Next, tomorrow will be a better day, right? See you guys on the next one.